Hi guys, just a message real quick to say thank you to everybody who has donated to the podcast so far. If you would like to do so, you can go to buymeacoffee forward slash clockworkjunkie. That's buymeacoffee forward slash clockworkjunkie. It's a page that I set up. When you get there, you can either pay 5 euros a month or you can donate 50 euros for a year's membership. Alternatively, if you would like to give a once-off donation of any amount, you can go to paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. Thank you to everyone who's supported so far. It's really, really appreciated and it means the world to me. Hey, how are things? Mark here and welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Thank you very much for listening in. As always, it's much appreciated. If you would like to reach the podcast for any reason, the email as always is clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, today I'm doing an interview. Um, you're probably wondering why I have a podcast out on a Friday. I just wanted to talk about um, COVID-19 and the effects that's having on the town. Um, my guest today is none other than Atlanta Town Mayor Angus O'Rourke. Hi Angus. Hi there Mark. How nice are you? To be here. Great. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming on the podcast at such short notice. Not at all. Delighted to be here. It's much appreciated. Um, I suppose, look, we're, we're in level three, as we've always been, if you like, but we're in kind of stricter, what word would you do, a kind of a more stringent format of it. Um, it came out, I think it was, was it 12 o'clock Wednesday night? It came out, that, what are the, the rules are that you can't go to somebody's house that's not part of your family. You can't go to another relation's house. Um, you can meet up to six outside. I think, right. that, I think that's the height of it, isn't it? That is the height of it, yeah. yeah. And, and there's, there's um, like, I mean, when it comes towards, like, we've seen, we know for a fact that people in Athlone have gotten COVID-19, which that probably mightn't have been the case too long ago. So the numbers in Athlone are rising. Now, I personally think, and I'd be interested to hear your opinion, I think that as a town, we're doing really, really well, but we're doing the best that we can, and we're doing really, really well, but it's, it's, as I was saying, um, the the virus itself, although it kills people, it's not really strong. Or when it comes to be like as a, as an enemy, it's very weak. As in, if we don't move, it can't move, and that's kind of the height of it. So if we stay where we are, um, the the virus will die off eventually, and well, we're hoping it'll die off. Well, it certainly won't get any worse, and less people will die. Would you be of the same thought as that? Would you be pop? What would your stance be on that? Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, <clears throat> I think you're right, Mark. I think it's not very complicated. Uh, you know, it's it's following people. Uh, people are the carriers. Uh, and that's why when the public health officials say, like, we all have personal responsibility, they're bloody well right. We yeah. do all have personal responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I got calls at the weekend there, just gone from people in Athlone to say, uh, you know, that, there are certain house parties happening in certain estates and not alone. Uh, and I said, well, did you ring the guards? And they said, well, if I ring the guards, you know, they could come back on me. I said, well, sure, no, what are you supposed to do? Tell the guards, ring them. If you don't want to ring them, tell me where the parties are and I'll ring the guards. I've yeah. no problem. Do you think you're going to go up and kick down the door and say, mayor here, get out. Do you know what I mean? Jesus. With my chain on me, what? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Parenting is stupid in their life. Uh, yeah. Look, at people really do need to cop on. Uh, and, and look, at having said that, I, I do feel sympathy to an extent for the young people. Let's say, you know, those who are maybe looking forward to their 18th birthday or their 21st birthday, fair enough. You know, we all had a bash on, on those occasions. But 
I guess what they're been asked to do is to postpone it for a year. Instead of having the big bash for your 21st this year, have it for your 22nd. And make it a doubly big bash. And hopefully at that stage, right? You just don't be encouraging them. We'll be, we'll be in a better place. But look, at you're right. The difference between the first wave, they're all talking about waves now. So the first wave was from March to July, if you like. Uh, my kind of recollection of that first wave was that it wasn't really local. I, I didn't know of many people with 100%. the disease. Yeah. Right? Whereas now I know of scores of people who either have it, thought they had it, have been tested, have symptoms, are, are a close contact, yeah. are in quarantine, or they're, they're, they're restricting their movements. Uh, so it's very much now local, and that is the difference. So we need to be more careful than ever right now. Um, but, you, you know, there's, there's one group, I think, that um, haven't been much spoken about. Um, only in the negative have they been spoken about, and that's the nursing homes. Mm. Not much has been said about the nursing homes that have done a really, really good job by protecting the residents. And They're unbelievable. Though, Absolutely unbelievable. Look at how safe our older folk are in the nursing homes in the Athlone area. Mm. Uh, it's been remarkable. And those people that work there, I, I know them, I've spoken to them. I know what they have to do on a daily basis to protect themselves, protect their own families and to protect the people that they're paid to work for in the in the nursing homes. It, it has turned their routines upside down, Mark. And mm. not a lot has been said about them and not a lot of credit has been given in their direction. So, look, at, I, I think that um, you're right from the outset. You gave a very good summary of, you know, what it mm. takes to spread this thing. And I just think as individuals, we need to be ever more mindful that, uh, you know, we could be a carrier. We could be asymptomatic not have any symptoms of, of COVID-19. And yet it seems to me that the asymptomatic people have the potential to be super spreaders because they're literally in the community yeah. uh, and they don't know they have it. Like I can't imagine if um, with the people looking after our elderly in the, the homes and stuff like that, like I don't think, I, I consider myself as a strong person, but I wouldn't think I'd have enough about me to be able to do that job, first of all. But secondly, and it was relevant to this, is I... Couldn't imagine me doing that job and then knowing that people like in a terrace or a park down the road were having a house party. Like that's, if you like, for a better word, shitting on the work that I'm doing. Mm. And their job was hard enough as it was. Yeah, That's nearly an impossible, thankless job. Yeah. It's doubly hard now. And then if if we're going to parties and moving around and having house parties. and But you know, what I think it was, was that uh, I was actually, I was chatting to my father today and he said the same thing. He said, when the first kind of measures came in, and we, we as, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm only talking about at Lone Town, I think we've done really, really well. It was I was proud to be part of the town. I thought we did such a great job. And as you mentioned, which was right, that there wasn't too many people who had it that mm. we knew of. But then when the restrictions eased, I don't know as a fair to say it, but I think we might have lost the run of ourselves a small bit. Mm. And I don't know what you think about that. And, and that that's why you were... Yeah. Would would that be fair? Or Yeah, I think, I think it's a fair summing up of, of where we are but I think that's true of not just at loan I think it's probably true of everywhere in the country yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think it's even true of everywhere in Europe I mean yeah. listening to uh, a news piece today on the radio apparently uh, 110,000 people are diagnosed with COVID in Europe every day right now and so we are in a second wave in Europe yeah you know, so it's not just Adlone or it's not just different parts of Ireland. 
the whole of Europe is experiencing now a second wave. So the future is uncertain. There's no doubt about that. We need to be kind of real about this as well. Mm. Um, and then, of course, there's all the talk about, Ash, or when there's a vaccine, we'll all be fine. Well, I know a lot of people that won't be taking the vaccine. Uh, as a fellow said to me yesterday, he says, uh, oh, I won't be taking that vaccine. I don't want to grow a tail. Yeah, well, look, hold on, no, that's... <laughs> you're riling me up now. I said, yeah, okay, but people won't and can't be forced to take a vaccine. No, the, the, see, look, this is the thing. You have people on Facebook and they're saying that uh, the likes of, you know, a mayor of a town and all these other people are all together. They want to get us to get vaccines and they want us to be able to microchip us and all this absolute bullshit rubbish. of the high, absolute rubbish. Like it's, it's the IQ of a flip flop, you know, and they shouldn't be saying that. They shouldn't be doing it. There's people that don't know and, and they think that they're reading. I'm reading one thing here this day and I'm reading one thing here the other day. But the thing, just read the truth. Like, whatever's on the news isn't going to be lies. They're not going to tell you lies. They're not trying to control you. They're not trying to uh, divide you and uh, kind of conquer. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. That's people on Facebook in groups. Mm. It doesn't exist. Mm. And if it does, I, I'd be. The, you're probably looking at the two most surprised men here in the world Absolutely. if that happens. It's Absolutely. nonsense of the highest degree. Please stop reading that bullshit. Please stop worrying about it. It, do, it doesn't exist. Everyone who's doing it is trying to help people. Yeah. And isn't that, isn't that oh, it? Absolutely. Uh, and look, at, I, I, I delete so much stuff yeah, you have that to. comes to me uh, by messenger, by private message. Uh, have you seen this video? Are you not aware of this scam? Um, uh, scamdemic and all this kind of stuff and videos from this. Oh, that's all sent to you. Scamdemic. <laughs> scamdemic. So, like, God. you know, and I get these these from people who are absolutely, utterly convinced because they yeah. saw something on Facebook yeah. by some world-renowned German doctor mm. who must be believed above every other professional yeah. in the world. Um, and, and while at the start I was kind of replying to them saying, ah, look, no, I think that's a bit far-fetched. I'd be more inclined to go with the mainstream and trust the local. Of course. And all. I, I, I just don't reply anymore. I just yeah. delete it because it's just become ridiculous. Like, I am a fan myself personally of conspiracy theorists. So if you listen to this and think that I'm not one of them guys, I am. But on this occasion, it's absolutely ridiculous. All the, the virus spreads by us moving from person to person. We discussed that earlier on. No other way. That's all we know at the moment. That's it. What's and what we're trying to do is, we're trying to get everyone to, you know, if 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 we kept things going the way they were going, we'd end up getting thousands and thousands of cases and thousands and thousands of deaths. So we're just as a country trying to put a stop to that. Mm. And 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 that's really it. And what's what you said earlier on in this as well that like, I I personally know people who are getting it now as well. Whereas I didn't mm. do the first time. Yeah. And I know more as the days go by. And that's worrying personally for a town side of it. Yeah. Now, I appreciate a lot of people listening to this aren't even from Ireland, but you'll have to bear with me on this one for today. Um, but it's just, um, it's, 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 a, it's, and we don't know when it's going to end, but the longer that we don't obey what the rules are, yeah. and I spot using the wrong word, obey, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not like the government's come down and like daddy's telling you you're doing wrong, it's all for our own good. Yeah, we need to whatsoever. understand it. We need to yeah. understand what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody making it up. Uh, and, and I trust our public health officials. I do at this stage. I think they've done a, a great job. Yeah, uh, and, and they've stepped up. 
uh, and I trust their advice, I have to say. And I think the idea of restricting the movements between houses is a good idea because certain cohorts didn't uh, do what they were meant to do, didn't, I suppose, observe the personal responsibility piece that they, they should have uh, observed. Um, like I'd have to say as well, I'm a bit surprised that the GAA are still in full flight. Uh, my, my children play soccer, GAA, you name it. Uh, I was in a particular club this week uh, collecting one of my youngsters and sure the car park was packed. There must have been 150 people out on the yeah. pitch, people standing together, kids having the crack together. Uh, I, I think we're going to have to have a cop on moment. Yeah, pretty soon. Agreed. Uh, it's either that's going to be brought upon us, or we have to just, uh, yeah. uh, you know, um, come to terms with that ourselves. Um, because you know, our healthcare has to be our healthcare service has to be protected. Yeah. If that becomes overwhelmed, uh, which it generally does this time of year with with no COVID, um, uh, well then what do we do? Where do our older folk go or our sick people? We're in if, big trouble if that happens. Absolutely. It's that's doomsday you know, scenario. It's like you said there about the GAA club and uh, like you know, like I even seen some posts on Facebook today and they were saying like so they were saying, you know, kind of a list like and like even for me it sounded right. I said, Okay, so I can't call to my father's house, um, but I can meet him in the swimming pool or I can meet him in the gym. Uh, that is a bit Irish, even absolutely I think that like yeah. it's either like you like if if I wanted to meet my dad, I have to go over to one of the places outside and sit down and meet him with loads of other people. Or I can meet him in the swimming pool. Yeah. Or I can meet him in the car park with 5,000 more at a GEA game. Yeah. Or I can go to the gym mm. and lift weights with him. Mm. So that's wrong. Like, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's very Irish. I mean, it, that, that, it can't be one or the other. Like, you know? that's But right. I do understand they're bringing it into the house where it's going from... Well, then, they, hold on. I want to think they're, 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 their kids are in school then as well. Yeah, no. So you have them coming into the house... Yeah, look at I. I just think looking at I saw a report on 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 the schools and how they've, right, uh, how they've operated since the end of August when they went back, uh, and something like one point one percent instance rate rate on on the kids coming back from schools with with cases of COVID. Yeah. Um. So it's the schools seem to be managing it very well. They do, don't they? Uh, and and for as long as they can manage it, I think it's as well to have the kids in education, right. It gives parents an opportunity to maintain a degree of routine as well in, in the household. Um, I, I suppose when you talk about something being Irish, another aspect of all of this being Irish is the fact that, you, you know, we're sitting here in the, 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 I suppose, the business hub of the Midlands at loan. Mm -hmm. um, it's the educational hub of the Midlands uh, at loan. Um, and we don't have a COVID testing centre. In mm. I mean, if if you or I needed to be tested or a member of our family, um, because we're on the west side of Athlone, you'd be sent to Castlery in Roscommon, mm. right? Now, if you didn't drive, you'd have to get someone to drive you. So you're putting them at risk. I had to get tested before. Yeah. I was sent to St. Normans to get tested. In Mullingar? In Mullingar. And right. I was rang, I got a text about an hour and a half before my, my time was ready to go. Right. So if I didn't have a car, exactly what you're saying, I was in big trouble. I just didn't turn up for it. Okay. Okay. But as it turns out, I did do it and I was fine. Okay. But that's a perfect example. Yeah. You know? But like, why isn't there a testing facility here? Well, there you should be. You don't even need a facility. I mean, what you need is a, a, a medic of some of some sort or another 
and a testing kit. I mean, they could do it. There's community centres all over at Lone that are vacant at the moment. Yeah. Um, so that for me is a, is a real problem because what they're doing is if you're on the west side of Athlone, you're sent to Castlery in Roscommon, mm. which is into another county and you're not meant to go county to county. So, <laughs> I mean, make, who's making that up? I know, I know. Um, so they need to think this through a little bit yeah. more I, I think and I know obviously local resources in terms of human resources might be an issue in the health service at the moment but there's there's medics working in the barracks down there uh, could they not be called upon you know order a Malta yeah. could they not be called upon to yeah. do this so um, yeah look at I think that as I said to you there needs to be a cop on moment uh, you know out there for those who perhaps were a little bit blasé about this whole Covid scenario yeah I agree but it's nice, I think, <clears throat> to have you on and, you know, let even the people of the town hear that, like, there's even things that you're not happy about, you know. For, and I think that's very positive for them to hear that as well. But, I mean, the, the bottom line message, I suppose, is just, look, we have to put up with it, isn't that it? We have to put up with it for the time being. You know, try to do things right. Um, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Um, give out all you want. But don't be on Facebook saying that, you know, that um, this is all a conspiracy and, and, and having people that maybe might be easily led doing things that maybe might uh, might have them ending up dead at some stage really is what I mean you know don't yeah yeah look at I mean don't start me with social media Mark mm. I mean that's a whole different podcast for me and I could <laughs> I could do a whole hour with you on social media and 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 the nonsense that's that's the ill-informed rubbish that comes across from people who have too much time in their it's too cruel. Much time in their hands. It's cruel they're really. ill-informed. They're lazy, uh, and and they should be blocked by everybody, in my view, because uh, I do my best to block the mm. the naysayers and 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 the negative influencers, mm. uh, who really I don't know what went wrong for them. Okay, mm. but they are a very negative influence on yeah. on on social media and I think in any town I'm sure every town has these kind of you know hidden away keyboard warriors who who um, get off on on beginning or starting a, a particular type of thread that winds people up mm-hmm. uh, whether they are aware that it's ill-informed or whether they're convinced by what they're saying but I'm not sure they think that you and me are sheep and that we don't understand that we don't understand what's going on and because they've done research aka looked at three or four videos on YouTube they know everything so me yeah. and you are sheep and until we realise how clever they are and come with them there won't be a revolution which is mm. the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard in my life mm. see one thing that kind of dawned on me lately about social media is that what people don't do anymore is they don't ask the question what they do is They'll say in their head, they'll say what should have happened or what you should have done. Mm. So I'll give you an example. Um, there was a traffic light junction put in in a particular part of Athlone. And of course, someone on Facebook said, but sure, that's rubbish. What sort of bullshit is that? That should have been a roundabout, not a traffic light junction. Everyone knows that that should have been a roundabout. Everyone what sort knows. of gobshite put in a traffic light junction there? These engineers go to college for five years. What a waste of time. He should be fired. Right. All they had to do was go to this lad. He would have sorted him out straight away, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and the next thing you had this, I don't know, I, I, I dipped in and out of it because and I didn't engage with it, but I could see this thread went crazy, yeah. went bananas, and everyone agreed all of a sudden. But instead of that person had asked, for example, I wonder why yeah. the road engineers decided to put a traffic light junction in there instead of around, but they would have been told the answer. Mm. That roundabouts are anti-pedestrian, they're anti-cyclist, 
because no priority is given to a pedestrian or a cyclist on a roundabout in an urban setting and it can't be done. Mm. Like, so there's an answer a lot of the time for the stuff that happens mm. and is said, but they don't ask the question. But even if you gave the answer there, they'd still, like, they, you can't talk to them, they'd still say, oh, you're saying that now, what a lot of nonsense, like, which is a perfectly yeah. uh, relevant answer you gave, you know, but mm-hmm. just, just don't, no matter what anyone says, they just don't believe it, you know. <laughs> so I suppose this podcast isn't for them, it's no. for anyone who who isn't sure what to do, who isn't, who may listen to my podcast, knows that, look, I talk straight, I don't talk shite, um, I wouldn't be down here chatting to this man if I thought anything else of him as well. And it's just, I, I think it's very good to get his opinion. I think it's very good to think that he's not happy about everything himself. And the, the message is, do what you're doing, wash your hands, wear your mask, and do the very, very best you can. And hopefully together, we can get out of this. Uh, you might have heard the church bells going while we were talking this. We're actually in an office down beside the beautiful St. Peter's and Paul's Church here in Athlone. And that was the church bells. Um, so I apologise if you heard them in the background. But it'd be just, it would be, would be remiss that I'm here if I didn't, while I have you, if you could talk about the Athlone River Safety Awareness, the new initiative to start it and give us a bit of information. Now, this is long needed in this town. Yeah, yeah. So and we have it. Um, it's something I'm really, really proud of because uh, myself and a couple of other, I suppose, business people here, uh, close to, we're close to the river here, Mark, as you know, just literally mm-hmm. a stone's throw from here. You have the banks of the River Shannon uh, on the west side of Athlone. And... Um, couple of friends of mine, we, we got chatting after a recent incident on, on the river where, unfortunately, a young, young man lost his life. And, and that's kind of been the story of the river in Athlone to a large extent, that when someone enters the water, invariably, it's a recovery. It's yeah. not a rescue. Uh, so when you hear that, you know, and we've all grown up here in the town, and when you hear someone has gone into the river, you know the outcome. It's not going to be good. So... We were saying, look, let's research this. What do other towns do? What do they do in Waterford and Limerick and places? So we went to, to Limerick uh, and uh, Limerick um, Marine Rescue took us down there for about four hours and showed us what they do. And they've got a remarkable setup down there. Um, and, and basically what we have as a result of the research that we did and the bit of fundraising we did, we have two big um, yellow safety boxes that are going each side of the River Shannon, one down near the docks near the lock gates mm-hmm. uh, and the other over near uh, Shamie Flynn's uh, funeral home on, on, the, on the strand in Athlone. So there'll be a big yellow box, very obvious to everybody on both sides of the river. Uh, that would be locked. It'll be a secure box with a, with a code uh, and volunteers will know what those codes are along with the Gardaí will know and the fire brigade will know and the ambulance service will know. But in those boxes, uh, and we're surrounded here by, by a lot of the equipment uh, that will be uh, going into those boxes. So, for example, uh, loud hailers uh, will, will be there so that if someone is in the water, we can communicate with them uh, and we can be heard above others on the on, on the banks, if you like, that are given the wrong advice. And that's happened in the past where friends are shouting, you know, yeah. swim, swim as hard as you can, as hard as you can, whereas the advice should be get on your back and don't use any energy conserve your energy Um, we have VHF radios there uh, and they uh, are the same radios that the RNLI use so when the RNLI boat is leaving Coosan to come to the town here we can communicate with them to tell them exactly where that was so needed absolutely you can't that's priceless Yeah. because now when they're coming they already know the information while they're getting there in real time by someone else Yeah. and so when they get there they're not getting there wondering they're getting there with it's, just, it's, it's kind of like, right, we know it was this area, we know what's gone here, we know, and at least you might give, even if it's only seconds, that's all you might need to save somebody's life. Yeah, that's, that's it. The minute I seen that, I said, that's brilliant. 
there's other stuff there as well, have you? Yeah, yeah. So obviously there's first aid, uh, first aid kits, uh, and also then there's defibrillators. There'll be a defib on each side of the river as well. Uh, and these are the latest in defib technology. Um, they're really easy to use. They're intuitive. When you open the lid, it talks you through how you'd use. So even if you didn't have training, now we all do have training, but if you didn't, you'd have a very good crack at it. Yeah. Um, they're very easy to use. Uh, they are, they are absolutely. Yeah. And I'd, I'd encourage anybody who hasn't got a defib training to do so. It, uh, it doesn't take a lot of time and it's, it's very worthwhile. Uh, we also have throw bags and throw bags are a really, really good invention. Not a lot of people know what they are. Basically, they're a rope in a bag. It's a, it's a floating rope uh, and it's weighted so that if there's somebody out there 30 meters out into the river, you basically can just literally lob this rope holding on to one end and it, 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 it flies out across the, across the, the water uh, and the person then grabs it. Uh, we also have here long arm, long arm uh, reach poles uh, that if somebody isn't that far out, maybe if they're five, ten meters out into the water, they've just gone in. There's a there's a body hook on the end of these, and they can be taken out of the water. They're very, very impressive uh, long arm hooks. They're like even like they're they look more robust, and the, the handle on the top, or I'm not sure what's the, the that's hook. a body hook. A body hook is yeah. unbelievable. Like that'd be so easy to put your to to put your um shoulder in and just yeah. be dragged out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Badly, badly, badly needed. Uh, that was the first thing I seen when I came in here. Mm. I was sent here. And I said, like, that's so much needed for the town. Um, so each box, Mark, actually, uh, each box cost about €6,000. Uh, that's for the box itself and the contents that, that yeah. go in there. And we hope that people will respect it and that they won't unduly tamper with it. Uh, Look at, you know, there's CCTV on both sides of the river in these areas, so people should be deterred from, from interfering with them. Um but I hope that what we've done will in some day give somebody yeah. a second chance, perhaps, that they wouldn't Absolutely, have Absolutely, 100%. If we didn't have this stuff. And to think that somebody would interfere or mess with the property, it's that, like, I mean, nobody should be ever even, that should, shouldn't enter anybody's head whatsoever at all. I'm sure Angus won't say this, but I say, if you see somebody doing that, fucking show them in yourselves at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, there should be no... Look, so this is brilliant, we have this. It's something we needed for a long time. We have it on both sides of the Shannon. It's really, they're, they're like, you know, it's like I've been in the military before. I've seen equipment like they're, they're top equipment. Everything you have there is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it was needed for a long time and we have it now. Yeah. So please don't go around breaking it. Or if you see anyone, there's CCTV there anyway. So you there is CCTV, with it. absolutely. Like um, we can put all that stuff in the box, lock it all up. But these these poles are going to be over the box on a, on a kind of a resting. Sure. A resting yeah, yeah. So people can just grab them and, and, and use them quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, look at the Athlone Anglers Association were brilliant to us. They helped us with a lot of the fundraising. Uh, so too did the Athlone Regional Sports Centre. They were brilliant to us. Uh, the poor box up in the courthouse here. Uh, the judge, Judge Hughes, very good to us as well. And, and then we did a lot of fundraising ourselves and there was a GoFundMe page there for a while too. So, um, so I suppose, wouldn't you look sweet now if you did do damage to the property at the property and you arrived up to that judge that you got money of the poor box to help support it? Well, I tell you. you that would be get, the end of it for a while. <laughs> you'd get double the sentence. <laughs> well, look, I think we leave it there. I just, I, I, was, I was very happy to see that and that that's absolutely amazing and it's great to get your opinion on you know, on the the restrictions, COVID nineteen, and 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 I know a lot of the conversation was uh, particularly about Atlow and Town, but just in these times, I felt that this podcast was needed. And uh, look, thanks for listening in. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's much appreciated. Great. Listen, I'd love to do it again sometime. Oh, I'll uh, never have you on again. <laughs> <laughs> listening to that nonsense you're talking there. <laughs> uh, no, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. And you know, in advance of this, I did tune into some of your own uh, podcast, Mark. And I have to say. Um, 
you know, I think you're natural uh, at it. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. Thank you. Uh, um, I think uh, it's easy listening. Yeah, the yeah. best of luck with it. I hope, no, it goes, I hope it goes well for you in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Listen, guys, thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated. And chat to you again as, on Monday as per usual. Bye-bye.